Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper. Coming today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, and I hope you've already spent time in prayer and time reading your Bible. And do something today to advance the cause of Christ. I've recently just gotten back... Uh, here to the church. I've been traveling a little bit preaching, and I really try never to miss a Sunday or miss a Wednesday. But I was gone on Sunday and Wednesday here lately, and I was doing an ordination service for a a young man and then also preaching uh, a a week of a teen camp in another state. And God moved and met with us in such a marvelous way during those days that we had together. And we saw young men surrender their lives to preach, and we saw young people make decisions at the altar. We saw many be saved and got to travel and preach at three different locations, four different locations actually during that week. And it just encouraged my heart to see God is still doing something. But listen, you can be a part of that as well. You don't have to sit on the sidelines and just hear about it and just uh, uh, reminisce on what used to be. You need to do something. Think of what you can do today to advance the cause of Christ. You might not be able to get out. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you're uh, at work. Maybe you're at home. But there is something you and I can do today with our time that will be of eternal value. And I want to challenge your heart every day. Find something to invest in that is not an investment in time, but it's an investment in eternity. And you'll not regret that when it comes time to see Jesus face to face. We've been studying together in 1 Corinthians, and we are currently in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we've done five Bible studies, I believe, in this ninth chapter already. And this will be our sixth one as we continue to make our through our way through these 27 verses of 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Now, you'll remember that that the theme of this chapter is Paul having to authenticate and defend his apostleship. These Christians in Corinth are critical of Paul, and they're questioning Paul. It's amazing how carnality comes out in the form of criticism. Not all criticism is because somebody is carnal. Sometimes folks are wanting to help. But somebody who is constantly critical, always negative, always picking apart and running down and finding flaw, you better mark it down. That person is not spirit-filled. And that is what we're seeing in the church at Corinth. Now, the church at Corinth is known as a carnal church. That's their legacy. That is the testimony that this place left behind. I mean, here we are so many thousands of years later. We still think about this church in the same way, say, hey, that was a carnal church, and it was. And it was not just carnal within the church, but that testimony leaked outside, and Paul got word of that. And in this epistle, he's having to deal with those different dilemmas, shortcomings, and sins in this church. He deals with immorality. He deals with their immaturity. He deals with the divisions. He deals with them suing one another, disputes, if you will, on and on. And now they have the audacity to question Paul. Paul's the one who had served them and loved them and led them to Christ. He'd preached to them, helped them get their church established, and they begin to question Paul and kind of question his genuineness or his agenda and say, maybe he's after money. He's in this thing for gain. He's after uh, the wrong thing. He's not all who he says he is. He uh, is uh, maybe uh, not always cracked up to be. And so Paul is having to defend himself. When we come down to our verses for today, in verse 15 and verse 16, I want you to see what Paul says here. Paul says in verse number 15, but I have used none of these things 
Neither have I written these things that it should be so done unto me, for it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glorying void. Paul had every right to live of the gospel. He gives us the illustration how you don't muzzle the ox that treads out uh, the uh, the corn that plows the field. You take care of it, right? And then he uses the example of in the Old Testament, how those who ministered about the holy things lived of those holy things. They were partakers of that uh, with the altar. And uh, so he makes the illustration. He said, I've got Bible for this. I've got the practical uh, uh, admonition for this. He said, I, I have given up uh, my own uh, livelihood to serve you. I'm not complaining. I'm glad to do it. But there's an obligation now to take care of the man of God. But look what he said. He said, I've not used these things. I've not asked you for financial support. I have not taken any financial support from you in Corinth. Why? Because I don't want my ministry to have its feet taken out from under it. I don't want my glorying to be made void. So Paul is saying, here's what he's indicating. I've used none of these things. He's saying, I haven't borrowed. I haven't received anything in any financial way from you. I've chosen not to receive support from your church. And I've not written a letter saying, please support me. This is how much we need per month. I've not done that. He said, I've done everything on my own without asking you for financial assistance because it said it was better for me to die. I'd rather die than any man should make my glorying voice. So Paul said, as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather be dead than for my ministry to be hollow and empty because you think I'm just after filthy lucre. Now, there are those who are. I, in fact, read an article even this morning about that and some of these big-name folks that get on television and they swindle people and they uh, trick people. They're like snake oil salesmen, uh, used car salesmen, if you will, with the gospel, and they misrepresent and they get people who are unexpecting and uh, innocent and maybe just a little simple to send them in money, and they, and they live lavishly, and there's no gospel, there's no God, there's nothing of any value in what they're doing at all. That does happen, but that surely was not happening here with the Apostle Paul. And Paul said, far be it for me. He said, I'd rather go poor, broke, whatever. I'd rather live without and have some unction and some uh, energy and some effectiveness in my ministry than to have none of that and have your financial support. So if it's better for me not to take it, then you can just keep it. By the way, preacher, that's a good place for you to get good place for me to get to understand. Listen, no no, no man cuts my paycheck. God cuts my paycheck. You say, well, it has the name of your church on it. Well, sure it does. But it, listen, if that's gone tomorrow, God will still meet my needs. He feeds the sparrows. He clothes the lilies. Uh, he can take care of me and you. And you got to divorce yourself from feeling obligated to not preach or to, to, or to preach something because of a paycheck or to stay away from issues or to sidestep a truth because of a paycheck. You ought not be indebted or a slave to your uh, salary. Say amen right there. We ought to be loyal to the scripture and the message of God. When God lays it on your heart, you just preach it and let the chips fall where they may, but you just obey the Lord. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, I'd rather not take any financial support. So you have nothing to say. What he's saying is I want to keep an untarnished testimony. So I'll stay away from things that are actually mine. I mean, they are rightfully mine. I, I, I have a right to these things. It's perfectly legitimate for me to ask of this from you, but I won't. Why? Because I want an untarnished testimony. I want to have some force behind what I'm preaching to you because look at verse 16 for though I preach the gospel 
I have nothing to glory of. By the way, there's a good place to call time out. You and I who are used of God to preach are not celebrities. Amen. We're not big shots. We're not anything. We're just empty vessels that God chose to fill. We're just unworthy servants, but God lets us be used in the work of the ministry. We ought not walk around like celebrities or have our head up high and walk around strutting like some spiritual peacock. That is not the position. We are a servant. We are a minister. We have nothing to glory of in and of ourselves, for necessity is laid upon me, Paul said. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Paul is saying, I, I'm constrained. I am captivated. I, I have to. I am compelled to preach the gospel. He said, woe. It's like saying judgment unto me. The uh, the ramifications of that would be so severe and so heavy and so, uh, so striking. He said, I can't even imagine. He said, I have got to do it. When I get up in the morning, I think about preaching. When I go throughout my day, I hunger to preach. As I lay down at night, I'm contemplating what I'm going to preach tomorrow. He said, I live it, I eat it, I drink it, I sleep it. It's everything about what I do. I am not just doing this as a vocation. He said, I have been called of this. It's not a choice. It is a calling. It's not something I'm dabbling in. It's not a hobby that I'm doing for the time being. It's not just something that fulfills or fills up my calendar. I am doing this because the unseen hand of God one day reached out, grabbed my heart, and drug, my, uh, to, drug me to an altar of sacrifice, a surrender, and I became a living sacrifice unto to God. And he said, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And because of that, I won't take your money. I won't ask for it because I don't want to take out the uh, the uh, power from my pulpit ministry. I don't want to lose the touch on my time in the pul pulpit. I don't want to mar my message. I don't want to squander my ability to preach a sermon. He said, so I'm going to stay away from that, even though you ought to be doing it. You ought to be helping the man of God. You ought to be supporting this ministry. You ought to be uh, taking care of my needs. I give you examples of the ox and the Old Testament priesthood and all of these things. It is right for you. It is right for you. I give to you. I minister to you. I labor for you. I pour out on you. It's all right for you to pour out on me, but I won't take it. Why? Because my business is preaching the Bible, and I don't want to do anything that's going to get in the way or trip up me preaching the Bible. So I'll gladly go without so that you can get the gospel. I'll go without so I can have the touch of God. I'll go without so that it does not negatively affect my ministry. For though I preach the gospel, I've got nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. If you're a preacher, there's nothing like it. Keep preaching. Don't quit. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.